Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Wednesday, and the Packers had a few pieces of news today, non-Aaron Rodgers related. Can you believe it? I know. It feels like that's impossible, but it is the truth. The Packers uh, finding a defensive backs coach in Greg Williams, not the Greg Williams who was a defensive coordinator for seemingly half the league at some point, but... Greg Williams, who is a 13-year NFL coaching veteran, 18 years as a coach in general, most recently from the Arizona Cardinals. He coached defensive backs down there for Vance Joseph, and prior to that, he was in Denver coaching defensive backs there. Now he will coach defensive backs in Green Bay. Immediately, of course, the question is, what does he do? What is his history? What is? I had people in my mentions saying this is clearly a bad hire 30 seconds after the news hit. Man, can we all just take a breath, Packers fans? Um, you have to think, no doubt that Matt LaFleur interviewed a number of people for this position. Why he would land on Greg Williams in spe- you know, specific terms, I think we'll probably find out throughout the offseason, probably at the Combine when he's interviewed about anything and everything having to do with uh, the state of the team. But I will say, I find it interesting that the Cardinals played a hell of a lot of man coverage. And I'm not sitting here telling you they brought in a guy because he, you know, clearly taught and utilized a bunch of man, and they're going to suddenly switch to a man-dominated approach. I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think it's um, clear that they've got a younger guy in the building, somebody who has been coaching for a number of years, probably been exposed to a few more uh, things, systems, techniques of recent vintage than maybe the OG has. And for the most part, I think a big part of any hire is not just uh, the teaching of technique, not just down the breaking down of X's and O's, but making sure that your guys are a kind of tight-knit fighting unit. And I don't think you have to look very far uh, throughout the tape in this past season and really the past couple of years to see that that wasn't really the case for uh, much of the time in Joe Barry's defense, whether you know early on in the season even back end of the season when things really kind of started to turn around, they played a lot more cover six and cover two types things. And I do think there were a number of times where you saw miscommunication that for a team that had a talent level, um, had high expectations coming into the season, you certainly expected to see a little bit more cohesion on the back end, a lot more, uh, you know, lubrication of communication, if you will. And I think this is uh, undoubtedly a hire aiming at getting uh, a tighter knit group as when it comes to working together and communicating. Now, how they go about that, I have no idea. I'm sure they will be breaking things down to their bare essence, starting in the off-season program, working in the training camp, etc. cetera. Uh, but I'm excited about Greg Williams and his potential there uh, in Green Bay. You have to think they'll probably break down everything in regards to the rules what is being asked of these guys in certain situations. There were a number of times we saw guys trying to pass things off and whether a guy would go with someone or two guys would go with someone, leaving someone else open, things of that nature, that all has to get re-scrubbed. And I think that's getting a reset at the position. And that's not to cast any aspersions on Jerry Gray. I think that's the automatic human nature, especially in fandom, to go, well, then clearly he wasn't doing it. Maybe he was doing it and the message was not being received. Maybe guys weren't learning the proper te- the, the proper communication technique. Any number of things could have happened. But a reset there, I think, is a very good thing. Um, Tendency-wise, who knows what happens as far as, you know, the old bugaboo, third and short, and you're playing 10 yards off. 
I think that's going to be very much left in Joe Barry's hands. Now maybe he gives, you know, uh, Greg the green light to be a little bit more aggressive in that regard and tell his guys to be a bit more aggressive in that regard. But that is a schematic thing, and that is going to come from the coordinator. So I don't think, you know, those tendencies are going to suddenly disappear. Although maybe with a new approach to the defensive backs, to the corners specifically, maybe that does start to turn around. Maybe you do see a little bit more, I'm not even going to say aggressiveness, because that's a generic term that everyone laughs at, because every defensive coach in the history of man has always said we want to be more aggressive. But hopefully the approach just take, gets a fresh look, a fresh pair of eyes, and maybe some of those things get, like I said, scrubbed out. You know, that's uh, that's the hope sitting here in mid-February. The other piece of news was Chad Brinker, who has been a personnel guy uh, for the Packers for a number of years, who actually uh, the Patriots tried to interview about two years ago, and the Packers blocked that interview and gave him a promotion in doing so, uh, has now left and been hired in Tennessee to be assistant GM. So you can only keep a good man down for so long. The Packers have a number of lieutenants for Brian Gutekunst, who I think will be up and probably leaving the nest here soon in the next couple of years. Brinker is the first one out the door. Congrats to him. Um, never like to see a kind of, quote, brain drain, as it were, but uh, Brinker is definitely one of the bright young minds in the league. He had worked really kind of hand-in-hand hand with Russ Ball on the contract side of things. I know some people, and I think Rob intimated this on Twitter earlier this afternoon, had thought maybe he was like the heir apparent to Russ Ball. But with Ball signing a contract extension just this past season, not surprising that Chad probably wanted to kind of move up and move out and continue his ascension. So, you know, the Packers, as they should, let him uh, kind of continue on his journey, so to speak. So those are your two kind of tidbits of news here, mid-February, as we wait uh, Aaron Rodgers' four days of darkness and then whatever happens on the other side of that as it were. Um, good to see everybody in the comments section. Packers fans already chopping it up. Once again, as has been my want this week, I am blind, so I'll be reading these comments off my phone. Forgive me if I miss one or two. I'm so sorry. I appreciate each and every one of you checking in. Starting with Ryan. I believe we got Ryan first. Oh, gosh, I got to get to my phone. Oh, Lord. Lord, help me. Where is it? No. No, you stop that. You stop that. Um, how about we turn the sound off of That'll be good. All right, Ryan. What, what do we got? Well, we got a bunch of super chats is what we got. Holy cow. Ryan says, I pray for Packer Man next season if Barry doesn't change his ways. And if Barry doesn't change his ways, Barry and Matt LaFleur should be on the hot seat. Well, I think, you know, there's no one more, so to speak, uh, there's no one, there's no one more uh, ready for the scrutiny of, you know, that keeping Joe Barry will bring than Matt LaFleur. Matt knows what he's doing in the sense of he knows the repercussions if things do not go the way uh, he hopes they will. And Packers fans everywhere hope they will. Uh, they, it's a results-based business. And if they have the same issues uh, for another year, yeah, his, hot, his seat will get hot. Now, will he be fired? I don't know about that. Will someone, maybe Murphy, lean on him to make changes? Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. Um, but yeah, there's zero doubt that you know, if they continue to be a middling performing unit um, that, albeit, can have some great moments, but is inconsistent, wildly inconsistent, and takes great swaths of the season to, you know, get themselves together, yeah, there's no doubt that Matt LaFleur will be on a, a bit of a hot seat. No question about it. 
Uh, next up, we got Soder. What's up, man? Darkness Retreat. This sounds like a Carnival Cruise rock band meet and greet. Downside is that if Rogers shows, I'm certain that they won't be allowed to perform. I believe in a thing called love. Get it? Because although he did say Mitch to Mitch Schwartz, it was all love. So who knows? But I feel you. Uh, what else we got? We got, who is that? Is that Vex? Vex, what's up, man? I find it fascinating. Some teams can convince themselves they're missing pieces 12 and could give us picks for him. Yeah, but there's lots of levels there, right? And it all depends on the team. And I think if you're a cash strap team like the Raiders, which they are very uh, publicly, this is known. They are not in a great place financially, especially when it comes to cash on hand. Yeah, you you inject a little Aaron Rodgers life into your franchise. Sure, you're going to score points. Yeah, you're going to move the ball. And th that's all well and good. But you're also going to sell a shitload of jerseys and a ton of concessions and put butts in the seats. That is all going to flow. And look, that's part of the gig. Don't think for a second, yes, Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay and won a Super Bowl his first year there. That's the hope, right? No question about it. But the Glazers also knew that by bringing Tom Brady into Tampa, they were going to sell a boatload of jerseys, a ton of concessions, put butts in the seats, and all of that happened, right? So you know, Brady's jersey that first year in Tampa was the number one selling jersey in the league. You know, that's going to happen wherever Rodgers goes. So now, are there teams out there thinking, yeah, Aaron's the missing piece as far as football goes? Yeah, of course. He's a four-time MVP. Yes, he's coming off a down year, but it's not like he won those four MVPs a million years ago. Two of them were two years ago. So it's not like the guy can't play. It's not like the guy is done. Now, is he going to play for a very long time? No. But he can still play at an insanely high level, a much higher level than most in the league. And that's worth something. Now, I'm with you in the sense of I can't believe people are going to give multiple possible day one picks. That kind of blows my mind. But if there's even more than one team interested in Aaron Rodgers, the price is going to go up. It's like the wire and the price of the package. Price got to go up. That's what's going to happen if there's a bidding war in any way, shape, or form with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Mr. Englewood, thank you for the super chat. I'm loving the new The Last Jedi look swag you're bringing in for 2023. To go to look, though, put, a, put on your hood. Yeah, I don't know if this is a Last Jedi look so much as I broke my glasses and I'm just waiting for replacements. So, And I'm lazy and I don't want to shave. Although Corey did say I look like a homeless man in our meeting two days ago, so maybe it might be time to shave. Although, I don't know, the girlfriend likes the beard. So yeah, I've got dual, you know, work and play or pushing and pulling. I don't I don't know. It's, it's, it's a problem. What else we got here? We got John Faust. Thanks for the super chat. Didn't the darkness famously believe in a thing called love? They did indeed. Seems to be a theme here today. The darkness. I just love that people are going to the dark. I tried to put up uh, an ode to Aaron on my, um, on my what do you call it on the uh, the old um, Instagram today, but it's my Insta stories for being weird. But darkness by the police. If you haven't heard that song, check it out because it's excellent. Uh, we got Eric Doyle, I believe. Eric, what's up? Uh oh, my phone's not catching up. Get my get my live chat here. Oh, there we go. Eric, what's the sports-related saying that bugs you the most? For whatever reason, when folks say things like, you're Brett Favre's, you're Dan Marino's of the world, it just gets under my skin. I don't know, man. That's a good question. I don't I don't know. Uh, oh, looks like uh, Facebook's having problems. Sorry, guys. Facebook, yout. Peace. Um, sports-related saying that bugs me the most. 
I don't know. I don't really. Nothing leaps to mind. Nothing that is so egregious that it's been logged into my memory banks. I'm sure if I heard something and it kind of irked me, I'll, I'd maybe register it in, in real time. But I, there's nothing that I can think of. Now, there are plenty of things on a football field or on, you know, in sports in general that bug me, like the three-man rush or the goal line fade. But yeah, sports phrases? I don't know. Maybe. I, I'm sure somebody in the comments will have something that I've bitched about in maybe previous years that I'm just forgetting. But yeah, I don't know. Sports phrases that bug the hell out of me. That's a good question. I'll, I'll have to have a think on it. Um, you know, the obvious one is QB wins. When people talk, start talking about, you know, this quarterback won that game or he won that Super Bowl, that's unmitigated bullshit. But I think that's uh, that's an obvious one. Um, Dave, thank you for the super chat. New pet peeve is Wisconsin Sports Talk radio hosts talking about 12 nonstop and whining about how sick they are of it has become a tough listen. Dave, I'm glad you noticed that as well. It is fascinating to me that everyone talks about being, quote, sick of the drama while feeding the drama. Now, look, I sit here on this chat and answer questions, and I let the audience drive whatever conversation we're going to have each and every day. But I try to start each and every day with a non-Rogers topic. Been doing it now for a number of days, and I appreciate everyone who kind of goes with a theme or comes up with other questions. But of course, Rogers is going to be talked about. The entire offseason hinges on his decision. So of course, he's going to be a subject, right? But this thing where people are like, oh, I'm so sick of the drama, while completely burying you know, themselves into the drama is kind of funny. And I said it the very first video I made this offseason when it said, you know, I said Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers watches on. You as a fan can control it. I think I talked about this yesterday. You're in control. You can either, you know, dive into that content, consume that content, or just keep scrolling. Keep on scrolling. It's up to you. It's entirely up, uh, entirely up to you. What else we got here, folks? We got Matt, I believe. Matt D757. I'm sure that's a very, uh, very deep meaning set of numbers and letters there. Uh, if JLo starts next year, does he play as extensively in the preseason as he has the last two years? I think so, yes. I don't doubt for a moment that they will have him on the field as much as possible, especially with a group of starters. Maybe not like, I doubt David Bakhtiari's out there. But I think you'll see Jordan a bit more than we've seen Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know Matt is loath to play his starters in general. I think you'll see maybe a bit more of Jordan and company uh, with Jordan's kind of first year at the helm about to be underway, but I do think they'll still err on the side of caution for a lot of starters. Um, but that said, yeah, I, I'd be surprised if it was as, as uh, completely absent from the preseason as Rogers has been under Matt, just because of the experience factor. Um, but again, I don't expect like extensive, extensive uh, use in the preseason. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, what else we got? We got Sean. What's up, Sean? Thanks for the super chat. 
Do you think Rogers' me attitude rubs off on the rest of the team and how they react to personal goals instead of team goals? No. No, I don't. And I don't really agree with the categorization of the of Rogers' me attitude. And I know you've put it in quotes there, but um, no, each guy's his own guy. And I think, you know, when you talk about a week-to-week uh, kind of group, right, and a team and the way they – have to stick together throughout a season, especially when you're in the midst of a five-game losing streak, so to speak. Yeah, guys can take their cue from Rodgers as far as how to deal with the media or how to get how to shake off a, a loss, you know, or a string of losses or what have you. But I don't think his attitude, his me attitude or otherwise, has much to do with how guys are trying to accomplish what they want to accomplish, either with the team or individually. I think that's that feels like um, I don't know. It feels like sports writer kind of narrative trying to make something exist where it doesn't. That's my initial reaction to what you're you're writing there. I just think that's uh, a bit overwrought. Tamor. Oh, that's good. I wonder what Hannibal Navies is up to. I don't. I don't know. I wonder what he's up to as well. He's probably watching this chat. What's up, Hannibal? How you doing, you Packers legend? Oh, is there is there a a fight about Andy Herman in the in the comments? I just saw someone say, "I'll fight and die for Andy Herman." That's my guy. Hey, 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 hey! If anybody's talking ill of Andy Herman, you got to get through me. Andy is a saint. Andy Herman is a saint. Look, we we all have to forgive people for their transgressions, and I understand he has put some of the most horrific food opinions out into the internet, into the world, and we just have to be able to forgive the man. All right. But, yo, you want to come after Andy Herman, you got to come after me. Don't you dare. Don't you dare, people. Uh, John, thanks for the super chat. Do you think the fans are tired of 12 because he doesn't seem to relate to the fans like he used to? Corey mentioned how he jetted out of family night. Hmm. A lot going on there. We talked about this a little bit, this kind of thing, on the happy hour last night for Patreon members and Carry the G Club members. And I do. I think people, yeah, to, what's your phrase? Sick of 12? I don't think they're t- are tired of 12. I think people are tired of the year ending the same way, the season ending the same way every year. And I think if 12 was leading them to, you know, Super Bowl victories or at least getting them to championship games, then, you know, a lot of this being tired of or I'm sick of it or whatever, I don't think people are as harsh or as ready to move on. Um, although I think so, there are some people who are ready to move on for football reasons. I've been there for a year plus now. Um, But I also think there are people who are just like sick of the entire package. Like at some point, doesn't something have to change? I think that would be the pervasive kind of feeling you'd get from a number of Packers fans. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That's As far as the relating to the fans, I think what Corey said, I believe it was last summer, I think that was pretty apt in regards to the bomb that was dropped on draft day two years ago. And then when Rogers finally returned after missing the entirety of the off season on the eve of training camp, had his press conference, which everyone hailed as this great truth telling uh, moment. And I agree. It was a great press conference. He really got a lot off his chest and exposed a lot of his thinking. And it was all great, but it's never really been kind of, or he's never really acknowledged what he put fans through that summer. And I know I hear the cynics out there already, or 
maybe not cynics, maybe just people with a different viewpoint who are like that. He doesn't owe the fans anything. He doesn't like it's not his responsibility. Blah, blah. He can make his own choices. All of that is true. But you can't deny that Packers fans as a breed like live and breathe and exist through their team in a pretty, I'm not going to say unhealthy way, but a pretty uh, dynamic way. I mean, hell, Cheesehead TV doesn't exist without Packers fans like that, of which there are many, I would say millions, right? So to not in any way, shape, or form since that day acknowledge the fact that Packers fans are the ones twisting here. Like, I get it, man. You're going off and you're making the tough decision about whether you want to return to football or not. And I respect it. Take all the time you need. Go do your four-day darkness retreat. Godspeed. But never once acknowledging the fact that while you do all that, Packers fans are the ones here day in and day out wondering what's going to happen with my favorite team. What is going to happen? And then that whole period from the Schefter bomb to him arriving in camp, when we seriously were day by day treated to stories like he wants the general manager fired. He's never going to play for the Packers again. He's going to demand a trade. We've got Vegas odds for his next place he's going to play. Never once, outside of saying, I never authorized any leaks and that didn't come from my camp. That's adorable. To not even acknowledge the fact that there are Thousands, if not millions of Packers fans waking up with ulcers, going to sleep with nightmares day in and day out. And you can call them losers and you can dismiss their pain and their frustrations. That's fine. That's great. That's real easy. And I get it. But it's very real. And these people, these fans are living that day in and day out while they wait for you at your convenience to acknowledge them in any way, shape, or form, which as of today, February, two years later, you never, ever, ever did. So I think there's a section of the fan base that feels like, yes, they're a little taken for granted. And as I said on Happy Hour last night, that doesn't mean he doesn't appreciate fans. On the contrary, you don't have to go any further than you know a search on Twitter or on the internet about people who have met Aaron Rodgers in real life in random situations and hear about how awesome he is. I think he genuinely loves the fans. I'm not saying he doesn't, but that's at a very different scale. The one-on-one interaction is very different than acknowledging, look, I know I've put you guys through it. And that's all that's being asked. So there's your tangent for the day. Hope you enjoyed it. Brandy. I love that you've been a member for six months. The measure of who we are is what we do with what we have. Well said. That's a quote. Um, so then we got Mr. Inglewood, I believe, is next. I got to scroll back up here. Yeah, Mr. Inglewood, what's up? Justin Fields' jersey outsold Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin? Well, it's new. And there's lots of Bears fans in Wisconsin. I don't think that's crazy. I mean, who's buying a new Aaron Rodgers jersey right now? Come on. Come on now. Those jerseys all been bought. Taymor, thanks for the super chat. All jokes aside, love your stuff. Do you ever collab with Jason Wildey? Enjoy listening to him. Whew. There's not enough internet to respond to that question. Um, I had I used to collab with Jason Wildey, actually. Uh, I think I've got a video on my personal page somewhere of him and I at the combine years and years ago. Um Jason 
have been a guest on Packer Transplants back in the day. Uh, but uh, yeah, not recently. Not recently. Uh, but I like Jason, and I like his stuff, and I think he does good work. Um, what else we got? Badger Trio, thanks for being a Carry the G Club member. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, I was always pro Rogers for years, but I'm at the point that best for both sides is just to move on. I think a lot of people are there, man. And I think a lot of, as you indicate, pro Rogers folks. I mean, here's the thing. Cheesehead TV was pro Rogers back in 2008. Yeah, You know, it's like, it's about the Packers, man. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan. God bless Aaron Rodgers and everything he's done for the franchise. But yes, yes, it's time to move on. Uh, then we got Dave. What's up, Dave? Thanks to Super Chat. Trading optimistically a 7% chance to win the Super Bowl with 12 for a 50% increase in his dead cap just doesn't add up to me. Trading optimistically a 7% chance to win the Super Bowl with 12. Yeah, but yeah, okay. But that, Dave, if all that matters is the spreadsheet to you, then like I'm, I got no recourse in this response because. Yeah, you know, there's other components, right? Like getting a young, promising quarterback onto the field to help him start developing, to start building something else rather than hanging on uh, by your nails on a cliff, hoping you get to a Super Bowl. You know, that's 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 just where I'm at. Uh, we got that. Matt D, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. Is that right? Yeah. Aaron, do you happen to know what the funds for the most recent team stock sale will go towards? P.S. The 757 is the area code I'm from. Oh, well, see, I told you it was deep. I told you it was. Here's a here's a fun fact. Speaking of area codes, did you know that 920 area code in Northeast Wisconsin was named after Reggie White? Or numbered after Reggie White? 92, baby. Um... The funds from the most recent stock sale, most of it, not all of it, but most of it will go toward new video boards inside Lambeau Field. If you've been to any new stadiums in the NFL in the last five to 10 years, really, but definitely the last couple, like the newest stadiums that have been built, you look at their video boards and then you come back to Lambeau Field and yikes. I mean, God bless Lambeau. Like it's beautiful and I love it, but it is time for some new video boards in Lambeau. And look, the Packers recognize that and that's why the stock sale is so great. The stock sale proceeds have to be utilized for either upkeep or improvements to in and around Lambeau Field. So obviously that includes Titletown, et cetera. But this specific round will mostly go towards new video boards, which are long overdue. Good question, man. Um, what else we got? We got Anthony. Thanks to Super Chat. Amen, Amen, Nags. You nailed that take. Thank you. I'm assuming you mean the Rogers thing, and I appreciate it. Um, Joe, thank you for the Super Chat. Uh, supposedly, Love and Rogers represented by same agency. How does that affect things? I would think their aim is to have both starting in 2023. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Um, look, they've been represented by the same agency for the last three years. you know. And I think David, who is... Um, oh, it's funny. There's two Davids. Um, uh, David Dunn, who is um, Rogers' main agent, although he has a marketing guy, he has lots of people obviously working for him. I think they're going to drive whatever deal they think is best for their client that their client wants, and that includes whether he wants to come back in Green Bay, blah, blah, blah. And I've said this before. I do think you know it's going to be tricky if and when Aaron Rodgers returns and says, I'm ready to come back and play for the Packers, and the Packers are like, okay, come on back and start. Well, there's Jordan Love sitting there going, well, I want to fucking play. I do not doubt for a moment that you will hear that Jordan Love has requested a trade 
the Packers will most likely say, we understand, but no. Um, I still, you know, the, the way the contract is set up, though, it does feel like if the Packers are going to move on, this would be the year. And that Jordan Love will be starting for the Packers and that Aaron will be starting someplace else. And to your point, that would probably make athletes first very, very happy. Um, but they don't run it. They don't have the leverage, really. The Packers do here. It just feels like the Packers don't want to be the bad guy. So we'll see. We will definitely see. Uh, what else we got? We got Johnny Rivers. What's up, man? We all get tired of watching the same movie over and over, but it's a bad feeling when you skip good, bad, and the ugly to give Paul Blart a try. <laughs> you don't know it's Paul Blart. Let's find out what the movie is. I'm, I'm just like, I'm... Look, and ho hey, for all you know, you could be skipping Good, Bad, and the Ugly to get to Unforgiven. A newer, better version of the same genre. Hey -o! How about that? How about that, Johnny Rivers? All right, buddy. I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers. I'm so sorry about the phone thing and my glasses. And I swear, as soon as these glasses arrive, I'm going to be the happiest man on earth. Um, I really appreciate everyone. Uh, hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go.